You know yourself. You know that you are worthy. You know that you are worth it. Don't allow other people to treat you as such. Remember that. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. Family, friends, boyfriends, whoever. If you have a dream or you have a business that you want to do and that is your passion, I'd rather you pick your passion than a paycheck. A lot of people are living lives that they really don't want to live. They're just doing it for a paycheck and they're miserable outside of them 40 or 50 hours of work. Your applause, I ain't done yet. Immortality got me weary since Kobe died. I got this watch on my arm, but I'll never know my time. So my focus lies in my work, which got me in overdrive. I can't break for a day. I'm in a maze of my mind. I can't make an escape. So we back at decoding two sides of the system with another episode. I got the wonderful Chashela Kimmins here. Uh, she does clothing, hair products. She's a very good motivational speaker as well. Has a great, great story. Beautiful queen. I'm so glad she was able to make it. We're not going to talk about what happened before because Lord have mercy. Just, you know, okay. God was with me this morning. But, nah, uh, I just want to welcome her to the show. Before we start, you know, I got my main man with me every show, a.k.a. Big Stepper, Goof, you know. And uh, we're going to get to it. So, just introduce the people. Tell them who you are. Hey, y'all. I'm Shay Shayla Kimmins with Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. We are a women's empowerment beauty brand, empowering women from the crown down. And we are so excited to be here today. Thank you so much for coming. I want you to tell them deeper into what does your brand mean to you, the backside meaning of that. So Fearfully and Wonderfully Made LLC just means being all that God created you to be. Uh, my brand started from just a little girl not knowing her birth and allowing others around me to treat me as such. Um, so in the Bible, it says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, and that's just being uniquely who you are. And being bold, being you, and being wonderfully made. And yeah, that's how we got our name here. You talk about finding yourself or being like, you know, the best version of yourself. And like, we obviously, this is a mental health podcast. Tell the people like some of the trials and tribulations that you went through to find yourself. Like everybody know um, in life we go through ups and downs, but just the mental aspect of how you attack a situation and then how you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and then better yourself. So what has some of your tribulations taught you about yourself? It just taught me to really just believe in yourself and know yourself. Like you know yourself, you know that you are worthy, you know that you are worth it. So don't allow other people to treat you as such. Like you really have to tap into that mentally and remember that like it doesn't matter who it is family friends boyfriends whoever like just really understanding who you are and just always going back to what god said you are you know he said you were these things so why not you know walk in that light as well as uh, make sure that other people that want to walk by you are understanding that light and treating you as such I love that. I love that. I, meeting you too. I love like the standard that you set for yourself. Uh, just when it comes to people within business or just within, because you have a big heart. You know, you always smiling and you truly want to see other people win. So I feel like that has come through your trials and tribulations. Like, how do you keep that mindset to always want to see other people do good, even when you've been through so much pain? Like, what advice do you have for people out there? Like, 
to see that type of light that you have? I would just say it's genuine. You know, it's like if that's really like what you want, it's going to show. You know, people are going to show. You're going to know that opposed to someone that really doesn't want to see you win or somebody that does. You know, just being genuine and just also realizing that, hey, like that may have been my sister season for this big thing, you know, mine's is coming as well. And you're able to celebrate others while you're in that waiting season, whatever it is that you're waiting for and knowing, Hey, if it happened for her, it can happen for me too. And just being happy and being hopeful for that as well. I love that. I love that. I want to talk to you about, uh, cause since we're on trials and tribulations, uh, you owning your own business now, I mean, everybody, we're in the social media area everybody want to be the boss, everybody want to have their own, everybody want to be entrepreneur, but people don't understand the mental side and the backside of that, especially when you're starting out your business of how you got to believe in yourself, believe in what you're doing. And also how you got to take yourself serious before other people take you serious. Right. You know, I feel like whenever I started my journey, nobody took me serious when it came to podcasting because they only see me as a basketball player. But as I continue to go and continue to be consistent and continue to like, nah, this is me. Like, if you don't accept me on this, then it's this. But people don't know those down moments of like wanting to quit. Like I'm currently on a long break from my pod, but I was investing time doing something else. But knowing that my other thing that I got that I finally got done is done. So now I can get back to doing what I really want to do. Yeah, yeah. Big moves, big moves, big moves. Coming soon, the pod we're going to know. But... It's just like getting through that uh, that hard wall of things of people just not believing in you. Uh, so, like, like let's talk about those tribulations when it came to business. Like, or what are the top three things that you learned through your hard times during business? Um, I really just learned to keep going. And honestly, if God told you to start this thing, no matter what, like, no matter what, just mm-hmm. keep going. Um, not too long ago, I was listening to the Christian Bay podcast. That's a really good podcast. Um, and she was just saying how she started her podcast years ago, did what God told her to do. And she just hit 1 million plays. But it's like, she was like, in the beginning, you know, if I would have got, got discouraged of nobody like supporting me, nobody watching my videos. Now, five years later, here I am at a million views, you know, getting paid to do what I love to do. So just like, honestly, always just go back to what God told you to do. If God told you when you were in your quiet place, to start this business, you know, start that business. It doesn't matter. You know, keep pressing, keep um, promoting your business regardless of who believes in you. Because then one day they're going to see them like, oh, that girl, she kept going. Look at her now. Look at her now. You know, like, so I'll just say, just really keep going. Go back to God. Continue to have him. Ask him, God, show me how I should move forward. Do I need to take a break? Do I need to stop doing certain stuff in my business and add this and bring it back to you? Like, just really just give it to God. And yeah, that's like the biggest advice. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Us talking too, because I talked to you like like a week or two ago and uh, you were telling me how you were going to an event in Dallas and like how you had so much fun, like learning for so many entrepreneurs and stuff like that. And uh, I just admire that because it shows that you like are investing not only into yourself, but into your dreams. And I think like a lot of that gets clouded up with people. Like sometimes people want to work, but people don't want to really invest into themselves. Like the working and the investing is hand in hand mm-hmm. because you have to invest money to make money. You know what I'm saying? Like that. that's just how it goes. But when you show that, another level of 
like it's kind of like being humble i call it like as i meet different people that's entrepreneurs i always learn different things i'm like dang i'm thinking i'm working hard then it's like well now i'm doing this i'm like damn I, i gotta be doing that like i need to you know it's always like a learning curve like and that's what like i encourage people like If you have a dream or you have a business that you want to do and that is your passion, I'd rather you pick your passion than a paycheck because a lot of people are living lives that they really don't want to live. They're just doing it for a paycheck and they're miserable outside of them 40 or 50 hours of work. You know, right. they're tired or they're they're not being able to to hit the gym or ju- or travel or just do what they want to do, but understanding too that this life ain't easy. We we go through trials and tribulations right. as well. So, yeah, <laughs> look at you, right? <laughs> you know, because it's so true. Like at the end of the day, our sometimes our work week is longer than the forty hour work week. Sometimes we're up late right. hours trying to you know figure this thing out. And I love how yeah. you said like just doing the hard work too. Because when I was at that event, the Women Evolve Conference, um, we have went to TD Jake's church the Wednesday night for Bible study. And he just had like a panel of people that are in business um, doing multiple different things in business and then in ministry, like in business, in ministry. Um, And they were in, you know, the higher up, like one of them used to work with like um, in the presidential area. Um, So, but he was talking about doing the hard work. He was like, most of us don't want to do the hard work. Entrepreneurs, we don't want to do the hard work because we can't go in there speaking. We can't go in the bank speaking our own language um, you know, trying to get a loan. We need to get hooked up with a business mentor, a business coach, somebody like that, that has that language, that has that knowledge. You know, we need to invest in those things. Those are things that we have to invest into. We can't do this on our own. So it is really important for us to do the hard work and realize that, you know, yeah, working for somebody is hard and working for you. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Choose your heart. I like that. That is, that's tough. That's tough. I also think <laughs> about it like this too, uh, because a lot of people don't understand what you get when you spend your money to go to a conference and things like that. Like a lot of people in life have great talent, but they look at a price and they're like, Oh, I'm not paying that just to hear somebody talk. But they don't understand the experience and the network and who you meet, how much it will help elevate you in life. Not only just like within your business, like your mental, your mental life, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, how, how I approach things, how I budget. Like you said, like going to church, like, and learning about different things, like, because Everybody has a different passion for something. You know, like I have a best friend. His name is Jarrell. He does training. I love basketball. But whenever I have a kid, hey, you going to Uncle Rail because he loves what he does. Like he loves what he does. He's passionate. Even though I have knowledge about the game, I'm not as passionate about training as he is. So understanding that tells me, okay, mentally, I need to take a step back in this area because this person loves what he does now if he ever was in the podcast area he knows like respectfully all right trey yeah nah i'm coming to trey because trey loves what he does and people don't understand that it's a difference between liking to do something and loving like if you got the mentality and you love your passion you can like it all you want if you don't love it somebody is gonna always know more and outwork you because it's their love you know what right. i'm saying so I, i think like people gotta get a better mindset when it comes to conferences and businesses and all these things that that are in the world to help you be financially stable and give you the knowledge spending your money on that because 
we spend our money on different things. We'll go to uh, an NBA game, a basketball game, or a football game, or we'll go to a bar or take a mini little vacation whenever you could take this vacation. Not only will this help you all around your life, but it also like, you know what I'm saying? Help, help you make more money so you can do those things that you really want to do the games and stuff. I definitely, I want to talk to you uh, about relationships. You have definitely uh, been through some past trauma and that has like wrapped around your business name. And uh, first of all, I applaud you for accepting your trauma you know, uh, being in mental health, this is, I say this respectfully, but a lot of people, women-wise too, they don't want to accept their traumas and talk about it. Men men as well, I'm, yeah, you know too. what I'm saying? But men is, okay, put your finger down. That's not what we do. <laughs> Just because I said that, though, no, put your finger yeah, down. Man. But, <laughs> no, but listen, girl, like digging into that trauma is very, very hard because you have to accept things, but also too, you learn about yourself. So I really want to know uh, if you want to share to uh, to the people just about what you learned going through your traumas and relationships, if you want to describe, I done been through this and my advice to people is this because there's a lot of strong queens that's going through a lot. So, uh, yeah. So I would say um, just knowing your worth because I have been through bad relationships. Um, Number one, knowing your worth. And see, I'll point at you, but go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Yes. So know your worth. Important. Um, just because, like, it's easy to fall back into those like same traps. Like, it's easy to go back to somebody just like, um, you know, just repeat a cycle. That is so easy to do. That so writing down things and realizing, okay, this is what I need to remember in my next relationship, in my going forward relationships, relationships that I'm forming now is just to. Really just know your worth for real. And I mean, it's easier said than done because I know some women that are in like way have been in me um, and just finding something that you're passionate about as well. Like, you know, using that energy to, um, you know, sometimes as young women, we want, you know, we got that fairy tale life. We want to, you know, be in a relationship, get married and just do all these things. But um I would really suggest just to follow your passion, you know, like all of that stuff is going to come along, you know, you're going to find someone that's just as serious as you, um, doing things in their life that makes sense as well and running after their passion, you know, don't get hooked up with the wrong people because you can get hooked up with the wrong guy and he can delay your, you know, your progress. He can delay what God wants to do in your life because you are still holding on here. Like I know for me, I had stopped going to college I just stopped doing a lot of stuff, you know? So like, and that wasn't me. Like, it was just like, it was so odd for me just to not be in school not learning, but it was like, it was a, a result of this relationship. And I know like, for me, I'm like, I will tell my daughter as she get older, just to chase your dreams. Like if it was up to me, if I wasn't chasing after a guy, I would have been to college out of state doing all different types of stuff. I probably wouldn't have had a kid or right now at this time. So I just say, just like, you know, focus on yourself, your passions and go all in in that. Cause there's a lot of people that did that at the age 18 and look at where they're at now, you know, but not saying that you can't turn it around. Even if you are 29, even if you are 25, even if you are 30, you can always change it around and really just hone into what makes you genuinely happy. You know, if that guy want to, you know, come along, he'll come along, he'll get it right. But you know, just focus on you. So 
that's really um, what helps me. Also, just like reading books as well. Like I read um, Sarah Jake's books, Lost and Found, and that really propelled my growth. Like that was like a lot of the stuff I could relate to her in there. And that was just like, girl, you need to keep it pushing, you know, and staying close to God. At the time, I wasn't really close to God. I knew God, but I wasn't as close to him as I am now. So I would suggest just really getting into your Bible for real, reading, you know, trusting him, praying, just starting somewhere. Even if you don't know where to start, my inbox is open. Okay. We're going to have the information in the link or wherever. Say that. Say that then. Say that. Say that. I, I kind of want to talk to you about those low moments and just your mindset, like when you hit those low moments of uh, you feeling like you're not good enough or you feeling like, like like somebody is tearing you down and you can't get out of your rut. Like, I kind of want you to like, like, what's the top three feelings if you just had to pick three that you feel like you felt and you had to overcome? So you're saying like the top three feelings that I felt? Yeah, as far as like like when you're going through these relationship problems and how it's making you feel about yourself, like uh, for instance, like it could be something like losing confidence within yourself, like you know, like man, I felt like hurt, and then you know what I'm saying, like it'd be like hurt, um, you know, just just those type of words. Like I just I just want to know, like if you can characterize three words of like the pain that you felt, I would like for you to you know, dispersed to the, no, to the queens out me. there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, I would say, okay, I felt worthless. I felt, um, like, why me? You know? Because mm-hmm. I knew I was worth it, but I felt worthless. Like, it was like, you, you're the whole package. But here you are feeling worthless. Um, here you are feeling like, why me? Why do I have to go through all of this? Um, and I just felt hopeless. Like, that stuff was not okay. Like, that was the time. Like, that was like, whoo, I'm glad God has brought me out of that. Um, but, yeah, those were the feelings that I had. So, what about the, like, why me? Like, like describe that feeling. Like, I feel like a lot of uh, just people in relationships, uh, men and women, like, whenever they're going through something that's very tough, they say, why, why me? So, I want you to describe your how you felt, like, of your why me. Yeah, I just felt, because one, <laughs> the guy I was with was a serial <laughs> cheater, so mm-hmm. it was like, why me? Like, I just, mm-hmm. you know, I just knew that I was worth, like I said, I knew that I was worth it, but I felt worthless. So it was like, why do I have to go through all of this? You know, I'm a good woman, I'm doing all the things, you know, and it's just like, you just wonder, like, why me? And sometimes it's not even you. You know, at the end of the day, when I look back, it was like, it wasn't me. It was the guy, you know, the guy still does mm. the same stuff to this day to different women. Mm. So it was just like, it was mm. never me. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just like, you know, it was just like, why do I deserve this? Cause for me, like, like I said, I've always wanted to be like, you know, in a long lasting relationship, I grew up with both parents, you know, loyalty, mm. you know, that's what I saw, you know? So me growing up, it's like the people that I actually dated, we were long-term for the most part. So it was like, when it just went left, it's like, okay, why do I have to endure all this stuff? But it's like, for me, I endured all these things because I'm always looking at long-term, even though those people weren't even long-term people. They weren't even right. supposed to be put they up. They didn't meet the part. criteria. Yeah, they yeah. wasn't even that material. But here I am putting them yeah. on this pedestal because it's like, in my mind, it's like, okay, 
my end goal, I do want to be married. I want to have a family and do all these things. So it was just like, okay, why do I have to go through this? You see all the people that are getting married to their high school sweethearts and just doing all this stuff. And it's like, well, like, where's my light at the end of the tunnel? So that's where that feeling came from. I love that. I love that. I love the mental aspect that you put around it as well. Like you knowing yourself and then knowing like who the person you are and what they do. Like, I think a lot of people know that, but they don't accept it. Like, you know what you're saying? Like, no, nah, he, you know, he's a bad person or, you know, he, he's doing it to other women, but, or he's a serial cheater and you know it. Some people know it, but they can't accept mm-hmm. it. If that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Just mentally here, but I want to talk to you too because I like I love how you said not love how you said in the aspect of what you said but when you said worthless because like knowing you and knowing how you are now a lot of people wouldn't even like girl you like you know what I'm saying because some people meet you at a point and they don't meet you at you know the point that you had to overcome to be the person that you are today right you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people meet me, and they're like, oh, you're very intelligent. You talk, and, you know, a lot of different stuff now, or work ethic now, but they don't know how I was then. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I want you to talk about uh, the two sides of, it, like, feeling worthless. Like, at first, like, knowing, like, dang, I feel so bad, and then, like, realizing, like, you know what? Like, I can really, like, I can do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I'm... that's just a feeling like I know who I am I know what I bring and stuff like that so let's talk about that so for me it took a while like for me it was like I like to say that I went to therapy just by myself like I should have been in therapy Therapy, hey go to therapy (laughs) I like that that's another point for you but go ahead but yeah like I didn't even go like all this time it's like girl you needed therapy (laughs) so I just feel like it was a long, it was a long journey for me. Like it was even with friends, like it wasn't just relationships. It was like friends treating me like I'm a good friend. And I was just getting just people just doing me dirty. Like, why, why are you doing me dirty? Like, and it was just like, it was something wrong with them. So now today I'm able to realize that now that I am out of that, but it took years. Like I'm telling you, it took years of turmoil. It took years of, allowing the same repeated cycles it took all of that so it wasn't easy for me like it was not like if I knew what I knew now like I just wish I had the more like support because it was like I was a little younger lady little girl some of this time going through stuff that not a little girl should have went through even though I did come Mm. from a good home and all these things but it's like I kind of put myself in these situations because I was chasing after this thing and it was like no. So realizing that those people, like, these aren't bad people. They're just not the people for you. You know, it's okay. Like, and just, like, always remember and fearfully, wonderfully made. Like, that's how God created you. So why aren't you walking and such? Why aren't you remembering? Like, I remember one time I had asked my daughter something, and I asked her to compare something. And on our um, bathroom uh, mirror, it said, I am fearfully, wonderfully made. She literally, when I asked her to compare me to something else, she went to that and pointed at that thing and was like, and I'm like, and from right then, I'm like, she like, don't you remember that you were fearfully and wonderfully made? Like, this is how God made you. Why are you trying to compare? Like, you know, so just going back to that all the time, like just really realizing now, like during the time, yeah, it was just like, I wasn't in my faith as much as I am now. 
Um, so it was hard. It was a lot of, like I said, repeated cycles. So, but now it was just like, remember, okay, girl, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Get up. Let's go. Remember who you are. You are beautiful. You are the whole package, girl. You can cook. Okay, you can do all, like, you know, just remember like all the things that you can do and who you are. So anybody would be blessed with your presence, okay? For real. Like, so I think just really just going back to you know, who you are. Remember whose you are, okay? Because you were God's child, period. Mm, period. Say that then. Damn, well, we're going to leave it with that one. Uh, let, since you brought up your, your baby girl, uh, she's with you at events. Uh, she always has a smile on her face, can always make someone smile. Meeting her is definitely an experience that you will never forget because she will always make you smile or laugh or anything. So, you know, uh, I know how much you love your princess and how hard you go for her. Uh, so let's talk about being a mother. Um, you being a mother, what has that taught you the most about yourself? That has taught me that I am literally superwoman. Being a mother makes me feel like just like when it's like, okay, everything's crazy. Got to get up early morning to get to school, pick them up from school, um, you know, balance. Because sometimes it's like, okay, from school, we may have to go to a pop-up. We may have to go to the salon. You may have to come with me. And so just like, you know, balance, dinner, baths, everything, just keeping stuff. So like when I'm able to accomplish all these things seamlessly, like, I just feel like superwoman or even when it's kind of like fast paced and not so seamlessly like, you know, I just like it really just taught me like my strength as a woman, like, like we can do anything that we really want to do. Like it just it really put in perspective for me, like, girl, you got this for real. Like, and, you know, even if your daughter is on your hip, I remember one of my colleagues um, from high school. They have mentioned that, like, oh, um, I feel bad for a lot of, you know, the people I went to school with. You know, they're all having kids, pregnant, da-da-da-da. But it's just like, you know, we're still accomplishing, a lot of us still accomplish the same things that she did, you know. So um, it's really not like a barrier. Like, sometimes people think, like, okay, having a kid can stop. I mean, it does put a stop, but once you, being like, find balance, you know, Find that balance in between, okay, this day is for family day. This day is for something fun. We're not at events today. We're going to be doing this, you know, homework, whatever, you know, like, once you find balance, like, it just really, it just really, you know, a good experience. Like, being a mom, it takes time. New moms out there, like, it takes time. You're not always going to get it right away. You might not get it in the first two, three years. You might still be rambling and trying to figure everything out. I still try to figure things out. My daughter's going to be six. So... You know, just give yourself grace and, you know, look at your child as this is a blessing from God, you know, like this is a little blessing from him. So treat the best touch, do what you got to do. If God is calling you, he will give you the strength to do it with a baby on your hip. I love that. I think one thing I love about you that I admire so much is uh, how you take your daughter with you and she sees you work and grind. I'm with the mindset of like your kids got to see it, especially in today's time with social media and these tablets and, you know, just everything to get somebody's attention. Like, I feel like if if kids are there, then they develop what they see, Mm -hmm. you know, like a lot of the things that I'm grateful for more than ever is my mom and her work ethic of getting up early and 
I was always up early with her and just like her just continuing to be a hustler, like having a job but doing all side hustles. Cause I feel like now that's my life, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize the skill of it. You know what I'm saying? To be dedicated, to be consistent, to be locked in, to set your mind on a goal and Hey, get this goal. All the other stuff in life, I figure out, you know what I'm saying? Like when it comes to, you know, the other things that I want in life, but she really just showed me and I was around her so much to where now it's like, it's second nature for right. me to get up early. Like, yeah. Well, don't say right. Cause you were late today, but we not. I, I said it's second right. nature. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, no, I'll just mess with you. I'll just mess with you. I'll just mess with you. But nah, it's just like. She taught me so much, like, about life and work ethic. Uh, even, like, I admire her so much for my cooking skills. Like, I didn't even realize that was a big thing. Yes, I can cook. I, I will, you know, I'm, I'm going to drop a little video here so y'all can see. I'm going to pop some. We going to see. She, she laughed a little too hard. But, no, nah, <laughs> like, you know, the, 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 the skills that she taught me, I didn't realize how big they were. And, and now that I'm older, like, Trey, hey, learn how to cook. Trey, hey, listen, you're a man. I don't like smells less, you know, so now like, if, like my house, like my friends call me, they like, bro, it be smelling like, oh, fruity, like a woman house there. Listen, hey, I grew up with my mom, single mom. She don't play certain stuff. This is just, this is the criteria. You know what I'm saying? Or even the cooking, like, bro, you always cooking. You, yes, this is what I do because I've learned that from my mom. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then just the things that the variables that you can check, like, you know, people, I don't know how you get up early. I do. I see my mama do it every day. So when I think about your daughter and I see like you taking her and you grinding and you, you know, like you're developing so much into her that when she gets older, it, like her mindset and mental is going to be so strong to where, you know, there's not going to be a job to tell her her worth. Like you're worth this an hour, you know, like if she chooses, then yes. If not, I'm like, no, um, no. My mom, you know what I'm saying? And you know your daughter, she is very intelligent too. And she says it like it is. So <laughs> I feel sorry for <laughs> I feel sorry for some people who try. It's, you're not gonna get what you want. But uh but nah, I just I love that mental mindset of what you're doing with your daughter and taking her different places. Cause I feel like at the end of the day that's gonna help her so much. You know, she's gonna be a superhero like a mommy. Yes, and I love that you say that because I was literally just telling my um sister last night, I was like you know, because she was talking about careers and stuff like that. And she was like, you know, how her boss right now was just telling her, like, you have a kid. Like, you know, you have to figure out, do you want us to take this much time and do all these things, you know? And I was just like, you know, for me growing up, like, my mom had three jobs. You know, my parents both always worked. So it was like, sometimes I had to go to work with my mom. Like, you know, I had to do that, you know? And it was a grind and it was a hustle. And it's like, even then, like, my house was always showcase ready. Like, we were, by the time everyone hit 18, we was in a family business. It was called Artist. Mm. And we was getting women in garments. Say that women in garments. Like, we had these women on the beds, putting them in these tight garments, making them look real good afterwards. Like, our house was ready for anybody, for us to grab anybody off the street and take them in our home and give them a showcase and sell them what we were selling. So, mm. it was like, my mom always instilled that in us. Like, she's like, it's okay to work a job but have your own business. And my mom been on her job for 27 years, but she still instilled mm. that into us. Like, she still, while being on her job, while working all these other side hustles, 
she made sure her kids like my sister owns a salon you know so just like different things like this. congratulations sis. yes like this is what <laughs> she put into us like you know as young kids so it's like yes me my daughter like at first i was like dang you know like sometimes it would be hard it's like i gotta take her but it's like as you take them more like she's the help and one i'll be bored sometimes so she always talking to me so i'm like i got a little person here at my um pop up and i can always talk to them and then, like, she start putting up stuff with me, putting up the clothing rack and just doing, like, helping put the table. And I'm like, it's free. It's cheap labor, okay? All I got to do is get her a snow cone or some food or something, candy. And we good. So, yes, I love that I can take her. Um, and I just love, you know, that mindset of, like, that's what I was telling my sister last night. Like, nothing can stop you. doesn't matter if you have a kid. There's child care at my school. Like, if I need to, she can go there. There's no excuse of why I can't make it to class, why I can't come as far as in my kid. You know, like, there's no excuse. So, especially while they're young, you know, do it now while they're young. So when they get older, we can be on unlimited flights. We can be doing, living our life, you know. And it's not like, oh, mommy's always just working, 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 you know, like. I love how you said that, like how your mom like always had your house ready and you had family business. I come from a different thing. My mom was grinding on her own, but she worked a job. So my family are more of like workers' mindsets. Like we have a couple people that own their own businesses, but it's more of like I grew up around my grandfather. My grandfather was an entrepreneur, owned his own businesses. That was like my dad. Like my pops passed when I was very young, but I grew up literally under my grandfather. Like wherever my grandfather went, I went. Like, I live with my grandmother and them for a minute until, I, like, I got a little older. And I was forced to go stay with my mom. Like, I just wanted to stay with my grandfather and them. But my grandfather, being with him every day, seeing how he run his business, him talking to me, and he would just tell me certain things because I feel like I was around him so much. Like, he was just instilling certain stuff into me. Like, he always was like, Trey... I don't ever see you being a worker. And I'm like, worker? I'm I'm like seven, six years old. I'm like, worker? Like, what would that mean? Like, no, like, yeah, he like, nah, like, you. I, I don't see you ever just getting a job and just working for somebody. You know, other people do in the family, but you, you're not like that. Like, I see it now. You, you're a smart kid. Just the way that you, you do stuff. Like, you bad as hell, but you smart. You know what I'm saying? I, and, uh, like, he would just be, yeah. Right, he would just he would just be talking to me and just instilling it to me like, look, you see this? Always have like full full rules. Don't ever be broke. I don't care. You listen. He was like, look, broke niggas don't exist when it comes to you <laughs> and I like. And he would be talking to me like that, like very raw and uncut. But I understood it better whenever, like, now that I got older, it's like, I always keep you some money in your pocket. Don't you ever sit there and not have money for the important things. Like, I was learning this at, like, 10, 7, 8 years old, like, around that that time. So, as I got to get older, like, it just, it became more of, like, hey, you got money? No. Here, I'm going to give you some money. But look, Trey, what, what do you want to do? What I told you, no. Like, and he was very intent on me, like, Trey, don't, you don't need a job. Look, look for stuff because he, he taught. And this is a, this is an important thing. I tell my nephews this: a lot of people are lazy, and you can make money off people being lazy. That's what my grandfather mm-hmm. taught me. Like he's like Trey, you really yeah, think about right. it? He's like, yeah. He was like, he, he was like, shoot, your grandmother cooked every day. He like most people go to McDonald's, Burger King, or whatever, and they spend money every day. What's the difference? I'm like. Like, see, your grandmother would get in the kitchen and do the time to make a meal. You got people that's so lazy that they'll go buy a meal. So they spend money. And he's like, 
you can make money off people being lazy. A lot of people don't want to cut their grass. I was like, dang, that, that makes sense. Go, hey, go go ask them to cut the grass. Boom. Are you around the house? Ask to fold the clothes. Ask to wash the dishes. Like, he would just be giving me stuff. And I'm like, dang, that it made more sense because some people don't like to do stuff. So, you know, it's like, it's like why, why are there trainers? Because people are lazy to get in the gym. So if you're a trainer, you're got, like, that's because somebody, when in reality, you can go get it. It's like people getting the fake asses or whatever. It, you can really build it in the gym. But, I mean, it's easier to go, you know what I'm saying? And one, I'm not knocking nothing. Hey, whatever you want to do is queens, kings, whatever. Do your thing. I'm just speaking on, like, just a lesson that I've learned in life that has helped me. You know what I'm saying? But learning those things, it, it kind of centered around, like, betting on yourself. And he will always tell me that, like, bet on yourself. Like, before, before you go and do something, bet on yourself. Because at the end of the day, whether you succeed or fail, it's on you. Like you don't ever want your success or your how you feel about yourself to be determined on another person. And I was just talking to a friend and they were telling me how like the, the job that they're working, they've been there years and the job is not respecting them as far as moving up and, you know, like just getting the things that they deserve. They're one of the hardest workers, always consistent, always there. But there's other people in charge, their relationships that move other people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, honestly, you should bet on yourself. That was my advice because... It's like, I realize, I think you should go in there and tell them your worth and, you know, say what you deserve. And if they don't do that, then, hey, figure it out. But you deserve better. You know what I'm saying? And that that's a topic that I want to jump in with you as far as betting on yourself. Um, we all, as entrepreneurs, have that mindset. Like, nah, I'm going to bet on myself. Like, we not, mm, like, we not doing that. And even if we get told no, like, a lot of people don't understand I've been told no 50 million times for interviews. Like I go in DMs, it's they unread, whatever. People just see what I post and they look at clips and they're like, oh yeah, he got this on the pod, this person on the pod. But it's like, nah, I get told no every day. Like, but I'm a grinder, I'm a hustler, and I'm gonna shoot to get the things that I want. It's like, I just know now, but I know in my mindset as I continue to grow. The same people that told me no are gonna come back. That's just my mental mindset. So let's talk about betting on yourself. What does betting on yourself mean to you? I mean, betting on myself just means, like, going after all the things, like, that you want to do, regardless. Like, I just went back to school. It was like, that was a bet on myself. I'm like, this stuff is yeah, I love this. Yes. And it's just like, mm. this is hard. But it's like, that's the result of me just betting on myself. Like, even though, like, I've been to school multiple times. I've went to PCC, um, and I stopped. Like I said, I was in a relationship, stopped going to school. I went to ASU online, stopped going there. You know, then I went to cosmetology school. I knew I was in the right spot because I finished, you know, mm-hmm. something I'm really passionate about, hair. I'm also a licensed cosmetologist. So now I'm in school for marketing. So it's just like betting on yourself is just doing all the things regardless, regardless of your adversity, regardless of being a mom, regardless of being a single mom, regardless of being in traumatic relationships you know um, regardless of having bad friendships and people that really weren't for you or really looking at you in envy when all you wanted to do was really just be there for them you know regardless of anything that you may face you know just going after those things um that's what it means for me to bet on yourself going after anything that you want in life regardless of how hard how many no's you get you know, regardless of all the circumstances, if God is telling you to go, 
God will give you the strength. Okay. So I love that. I love that. And I think too, the mindset of getting told no, it impacts certain people different. And that's how I, when I talk about confidence, when I talk about belief in yourself, like the same things that we talked about earlier in the episode, if you tell me no, pretty sure if you tell <laughs> somebody tell you no, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm still going to keep going. You're still going to see my business. You're still going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's never a no to where it's like, dang, like, I, and, I, and I lose belief in what I want to do and who I am and what I want to build. You know what I'm saying? But um, like I said, currently uh, in the first part of the episode, I talked about taking a break and like this episode is going to drop and I've been gone for a minute. I haven't been on social media how I used to. And um, I just want to like talk to you about that because uh, we have talked like we've been knowing each other for a minute now. But I remember when you took a break from your business and you were like stressing all that. And I was like, look, hey, mentally get yourself together. You good. You've already done all the hard work. You just need a break. You going through a lot. You got stuff going on. Fix that and then come back. And you were like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, serious though. Like you could be in a rush and because I know you know the importance of how you feel, but at the same time, that mental break helps you so much. So let's talk about the importance of taking a break. Yes. Taking a break is so important. I'm telling y'all when I first started being an entrepreneur, I was up 24 hours, like trying to just learn all the things, do all the things, be a mom, do, you know, just do all the things. So, um, I would just say, like, you know, taking a break is so important. Like, you have to realize, especially if this is something God called you to, it's okay to take a break, mm-hmm. to get yourself together, to figure out the back end of things and figure out, okay, where is my business actually going? Um, that is very important because sometimes it's like we look on social media and everything looks all glitter and gold, but it's like this entrepreneurship is deeper than that. You know, it's way deeper than that. Mm-hmm. So let me stop posting for a minute and figure out the back end. Like I heard someone say, if you're just posting on Instagram, but you ain't getting no leads, you're just posting on Instagram. Like, mm. you know, so figuring out what really works. Cause it's like, that's, you know, everybody started a business during the pandemic and it's like, you know, we're just, a lot of us will try to keep up with everything else and just keep up with this like whole schedule. And yes, it is good. Like a lot of people that are successful say have a posting schedule you know, do all these things, but it's okay to take a break. People are still going to remember you. You know, it is okay. They know you, they know your brand at this point. They have, they know your colors of your brand and they're like, oh, people are like, oh, I've seen that before, you know, stuff like that. They know who you are. So it is okay because you need that mental break. Life happens. You know, I've known people that, you know, stopped doing their business for a while, you know, have a career for real in the field that they had to stop doing their business for a while. And they came back and it's like, it's okay, just keep going. You may notice, okay, that traction is not the same as before, but it's okay. That is totally okay. You need that. Mental health is important. Um, taking those breaks are important. I, I find it funny too, because it's like people that never repost my pod or nothing was like, are you still doing the podcast? Are you, are you done? I'm like, first off, I can really, I can really just shit on you because you're really trying to like press me about something that you don't even support and tell you what I've been doing on my off time. But, but it's like, nah. First off, no, I, I definitely have not quit. Yeah, no, I, I definitely haven't quit. I, I, I've been really doing something big, and you know, people just always want to know what you're doing. Well, what have you been doing? You'll see. Right. 
like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the work is speaking for itself, and that's how I always been. But I'm I'm so glad that and grateful that I'm back. But that that's the thing about what people don't understand. Like some people can be taking a break from something, but if you're an entrepreneur, you're always doing something. So you're always working another move. And that's where I've been currently just not only just mentally taking a break from the pod, but also I've been working on the pod in a different way because I'm creating something that's going to help me do everything. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I mean, the people that's, you know, close to me that I've told what I've been doing and when they come out, people going to be like, oh my God, but it's going to be like, nah, y'all the same people that was asking me, oh, are you still doing? No, it's like, just because you do one thing don't mean this is your main thing. Right. Like I do, I love podcasts, but that's just not just me. I do a lot of different things, you know? So yeah, it's just, it, it's funny. It's funny <laughs> when people uh, like, you know, it's taking a break, how they can... Yeah, and then, and then they try to flood it within themselves. Just because you done took a break for nine, ten years, and you started doing something only for three weeks, and you're like, oh, yeah, he like me. No, my taking a break, your taking a break is two different right. things. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, but uh, we winding down. Uh, I want to uh, I wanna ask you this question. We've talked about it. So, you know, you wrote a poem. Uh, but uh, I, I love this question. Yeah, you wrote it. That's what you told me. But I love I love this question for one because everybody has a different answer. And it's so I just think it's so beautiful uh whenever you whenever you describe, you know, your type of love. So the question is, what does your love look like? What does your love taste like? What does your love feel like? Okay. Let me get my little pal palette out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, my love tastes like soul food on a Sunday, mm. like a sweet potato mm. souffle, sweet with some cinnamon, a sweet like your favorite banana pudding that you don't want to share. My love feels mm. like a breath of fresh air, <laughs> like the one you take while you meditate. It feels like the day you feel summer is finally here. My love feels like a new season. My love feels like that feeling you get when you're laughing so hard you cry and you don't care who's looking, you do it anyway. You don't let fear take away. My love feels how it feels to feel a life without limits, timeless, the realest. My love smells like a bakery, warm, fresh baked chocolate chip cookies or a cake if you please. It smells like your favorite cologne or perfume for me. Um, my love smells like you and me, whoever that could be. Now, my love looks like the face you make when you taste really, really good food. My love looks like the face you make when God's been doing his thing. My love looks like the ocean, wide, tall, strong, peaceful, yet fierce in the right hour. My love looks like earth, wind, and its fire. Period. Mm. <laughs> now the girls want to know. I love, I really, really loved your, your poem and everything about it. That was, that was very good. Last thing I want to do uh, is called Decoding the Real. And uh, this is just where I have a real moment and I just tell you just real things that a lot of people might hold in, a lot of people don't want to say, or they, they say it at a wrong time. I feel like you got to give people their flowers while they're here and just give and let people know how you feel. But uh, I just want to say, 
I I've always admired your work ethic, uh, the type of person you are, uh, your heart, uh, the type of things that you had to overcome. Like it really is like a blessing that uh, God has put you into my life. Also, as well, uh, just like you, uh, big blessing. <laughs> yeah, big blessing. Uh, it's thankful uh the type of mother that you are just seeing how passionate you are and how hard working you are for your children I mean I mean for your child and just how hard that you push to give her a better life and uh how you never ever let anything come between that mother-daughter relationship truly truly impactful for that I love that I love seeing you know that type of energy also too um you know you're a very genuine person like your family as well uh, coming from a great family, shout out to them. But uh, just, I'm just very grateful to be able to know you and be able to cross paths with you because, uh, like, I always tell you this, but, you know, I always tell you, you're going to be successful. You're going to do, oh, this? Oh, yeah, you're going to have way more than that. Like, I always, you know, give you your ups. And I appreciate you, too, whenever you give me my flowers and whenever you, you know, support me as well. But I just want to let you know that, uh you know, I'll never take our relationship for granted, you know, even though despite you be talking trash, you know, you got a little smart mouth and all, but it is what it spicy. is. Yeah, it's the right hour. <laughs> nah, but nah, uh, again, though, no, thank you so much, though. I truly appreciate you. Thank you for coming on, uh, you know, my platform. Thank you for respecting my platform. Thank you for supporting my platform. But don't take that for granted. Of course. Thank you. Yes, you are welcome. And thank you for having me. And mm -hmm. just remember everyone to be you, be bold, and be fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. And definitely be different.